What up, everyone? It's Jazz, what she said, with Danny Podcast. Super psyched to talk to World Series champ Ryan Howard this week on the show. A little bit of a twist for us, but he's got a great partnership with MLB. He's an ambassador for a program that works towards refurbishing fields in communities in need, and I feel like that's really important. We'll hear a little bit about that. Plus, I think for me, I want to hear Ryan Howard compare himself to a guy that's currently in the game. Who is the most like Ryan Howard to Ryan Howard? So if that makes sense, we'll dive into that later in the podcast. Yes, I love that. I cannot wait to hear what he has to say. And this guy keeps up with baseball. So we're definitely going to ask him about the Phillies, about the division, about the league in general, some of the big offseason moves. But I think really what I want to know, the most important pressing question you could possibly ask Ryan Howard, who's the face of the Phillies? Is it Bryce Harper <laughs> or is it Philly fanatic? Like, who is it? Ryan is the only one who can answer that question. And then we'll ask him a way too early World Series prediction, because why not? Come on, it's February. Let's get into it. All right, time to welcome Ryan Howard into the podcast. Ryan, it's so amazing to see you. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we want to start off with this incredible initiative that you're doing with MLB. It's the Scottsfield Refurbishment Initiative. Tell us all about it and how much your involvement is going to, you know, take place and help some of these younger kids and these fields. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be back with Scotts and Major League Baseball. I helped them out with it last year, so I'm glad that they were able to uh, bring me back and help again with the 2021 uh, field refurbishment program, uh, which is going to provide four deserving communities um, the opportunity to win $50,000 in field refurbishments, whether it's a baseball field or whether it's a softball field. Um, so the way that you can go out and try to nominate a community near you is by going to www.mlb.com slash to go out and apply. So it's doing a lot of great stuff in the community. And I just remember from last year and being able to uh, talk and zoom with some of the kids uh, after they got to see some of the finished product and not only the kids, but the parents, uh, sure. how much of an effect that it had on the parents and the community as a whole, um, just uplifting them and kind of bringing them a breath of fresh air. Uh, it's always been great to be a part of, and that's always been something that's been in my nature in terms of trying to give back. So again, I want to thank Scott's and uh, Major League Baseball for allowing me to be a part of it again and trying to help uh, bring some joy, bring some joy to some kids and some opportunity as well. Well, you've been such a huge voice in the baseball community, um, you know, not only with the Phillies, but just, you know, coast to coast, I feel like you are just putting yourself out there and, and, and trying to raise awareness and, and just give back in, in such a great way. And your involvement with youth, with amateur, um, you know, precedes you. We're wondering, you know, some of the younger players in the game today, some of the superstars that are standing out, who are some of those names that you feel like are about to make a huge impact on the game? Man, um, you know, I think in terms of on the field, you, obviously you've got to look at the usual suspects in terms of, you know, Fernando Tatis signing the contract that he signed. Obviously, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, keep an eye on Luis Robert uh, from the Chicago White Sox as well. That kid's got like beyond light tower power, um, smooth in the outfield as well. Um, so I think he, he, his, his ceiling is very, very high. Um, I think in terms of guys that are doing stuff for the game on the field and off field, I think you got to look at Kyle Lewis. 
um, from the Seattle Mariners. I mean, um, he's, he's done things in association with the Players Alliance. We were actually out here in Atlanta um, when the, the pull-up neighbor uh, stopped by and were helping give out equipment and give out food to families that needed that um, earlier. Um, I think it was, what, January? So, so, yeah, so I think he's a kid that is going to, to be a force to be reckoned with as well on the field, but also looking at trying to make his community a better place as well. Ryan, I know analysts love to compare, so we're going to have you do a little comparison here. <laughs> when you look at the league and you see all these different guys with all these different skill sets and, you know, all this talent, who would you say compares the most to Ryan Howard? Oh, man. Um, cause it's a completely different animal now. Um, I usually don't like to compare because it's, the game is ever changing. It's ever evolving, but again, do you I, see yourself in anyone though? Do you I, say like, you know, that, that kind of is similar to how I played the game? Well, it's kind of, like I said, I think with like Luis Robert, um, you know, coming in, I felt like I was very, very raw, kind of unfinished and kind of had to continue to progress. And I think he's the same way. Um, you know, again, the, the kind of power he can hit the ball out to any field. Um, I mean, he's, he's a guy who can probably leave stadiums, like literally hit the ball out of the stadium. Um, but, you know, defensively, he's a, he's a guy who's very, very good defensively. And it's going to be very fun to watch as he continues to progress and continues to get better because he will be a serious force to be reckoned with to the point to where teams are not going to want to pitch to him at, at all. How big of an impact, Ryan, do you feel like this new generation, this younger generation, the guys who um, are trying to make an impact on and off the field both ways already so early in their career, how big of an impact do you feel like they can have overall in the game of baseball? Oh, I think it can be uh, enormous, absolutely enormous. And I think that's due to social media. You know, when I first came in, we really, we didn't have social media. So now I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but, um, <laughs> but now, I mean, everybody has the platform to be able to try to go out and make a difference and make a change and make a change for the better. So, um, you know, I think in terms of the access, uh, the accessibility for people to be able to see now, more so what people are doing behind the scenes in their communities, on the field, off the field. Uh, I think it just brings more light to that. And I think that these guys understand that now um, in terms of how they can better use their platforms to try to go out and do well on the field, but also do well outside of the field as well. You spent your entire career with the Philadelphia Phillies. And although they didn't have the season that they wanted to last year, Bryce Harper's got his man, JT Real Muto back. And the two of them, you know, they have so much fun on the field together and they're, they're amazing superstars. So for you this season, looking at the Phillies, it's going to be a tough division and at least no doubt that's going to be a dogfight. Where do you see the Phillies playing out this year? Um, I mean, looking at the NL East, I mean, obviously on paper right now, I think a lot of people have the Mets winning the division, but you can't overlook Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's won the last two years and they've progressed properly uh, are actually progressed in the right direction. I mean, they went from the division series to the NLCS last year. So the next step in the Braves progression would look to be the World Series this year. But, um, you know, you, you like you said, it's going to be a very, very tough, a very exciting uh, division. I think in looking, you can't also, you really can't count out Miami because Miami made the push and made the playoffs last year as well. So those guys got that experience and also got a taste of the playoffs. And once you get a taste, just a little taste, 
of what it's like to be in the postseason if everything else is a failure. So I think for the Phillies, what it's going to take is obviously the biggest issues they've had has been in the bullpen. Um, I don't think they've had problems really going out and putting up runs. They've, they've always had a pretty good lineup. Rio Muto coming back has been huge. Um, you know, obviously signing back Gregorius as well. I think that's a great guy for the clubhouse. A uh, lot of experience postseason-wise for him as well. Um, I think it's just going to come down to the bullpen. I think trying to get Archie Bradley in there, getting Tony Watson, kind of get some veteran guys in there. Um, they can stay healthy and keep their bullpen intact and their bullpen can just help close out games. Then I think the Phillies can come in and kind of shock some people. Love it. Love shock value always. I know that we love that. So you said earlier, you don't make comparisons, but do you make way too early World Series predictions? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. But since it sounds like that's what you're asking me to do, I mean, look, you, you also have to look at the, the NL West in terms of the Dodgers. I mean, obviously getting Trevor Bauer and being the defending champions. Um, you know, you've just added to that rotation that is already considered probably one of the best rotations in all of Major League Baseball. So, you know, you, you can't overlook the Dodgers in terms of that. Obviously, they're lined up as well. But you have to take a look at what San Diego did, mm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and what San Diego's kind of become. They went and they got Snell um, down there as well. So, you know, they've kind of bolstered up their, their pitching staff as well. So, obviously, looking at the West, you're looking at L.A. and San Diego. You're going to see a lot of primetime games between those two, um, you know, over the course of the season. But it's going to be fun to watch those two go at it this year as well. With the extension for Fernando Tatis Jr., right, 14 years, it's not a given, but you would say that as it stands right now, he's going to spend his entire career, at least the bulk of it, with the San Diego Padres. For you, somebody who spent your entire career with one team, how important do you think that is for a baseball player's legacy to spend their entire season with one franchise? Oh, I mean, it's definitely one of the things you would love to do. Obviously, you understand there's a business aspect to it, uh, to the game. Um, him being as young as he is, I think he's, what, like 21, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for them to be able to lock him up, you know, for, for that amount of time, you know, it, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, I think that he's going to be a huge impact player over those years. And then, obviously, getting him for his peak years. Because if you're 20, 21 years old, that, hey, that's when you just roll out of bed. I don't need to stretch. I just can just show and go. That's, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. So uh, you're going to get, you know, his best physical time um, from that age set, from 21 to 34, uh, 35 is where you're probably going to get the best. So you might as well lock him in, you know, his skill set. he's going to continue to progress and get better um, before he gets worse. And the sky is the, is the limit for Tatis Jr. It's, it's going to be exciting to watch him grow in this game um, over these next 14 years. Well, Lex and I were talking that it's good to, it's a good time to be a baseball fan in California because you could, you know, go coast to coast and see, you know, the best players from Trout to Tatis Jr. to the Dodgers lineup. I mean, you Oh, they're in SoCal. You yeah. could do it in one weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. So it's, it's not bad. I love seeing that. And, and just lastly, for me, Ryan, um, just again, the impact um, that players are having on the game today. And you're seeing a guy who's 21 years old, want to commit himself to one team. Um, what, 
what else does that say to you as far as like the direction of the game? We have a lot of conversations about the direction of the game. Um, what does that say to you? Well, it says that these teams are looking at this player as obviously being the player that they want and being that franchise player uh, to go and lock them into, you know, a 10 plus year deal. Um, they're seeing something in that player again, trying to get the peak uh, amount of years and the peak performance of that player over that time frame, and and saying, hey, we want you to be our, our cornerstone and we're going to look to try to help build around you because we believe in your ability. We believe in your talent and what you can do. And we think that you can help be a piece of what it needs to be for us to be able to try to make a, a, a championship run or win multiple championships. So I think for teams to kind of commit, you know, it, it takes a lot of the guesswork out, uh, you know, because once you get to arbitration years and you have to potentially try to go through that, then again, the business of it all comes into play to where it's, oh, we don't think you're good enough to get this and this and that. And then, you know, when it's all said and done, they pat you on the back and shake your hand and say, hey, no hard feelings. Let's let's go get them this year. So, you know, it takes all of that guesswork out to where, you know, hey, we're showing you right now. We're committed to you. If you're committed to us, let's go do this thing. Let's go win. We can try to bring in some help and do what we need to do to try to uh, win championships. Ryan, I'm curious, uh, you know, speaking on the topic of you playing with the Phillies your whole career, as someone who's done that, is it harder or is it easier in terms of interacting with the fan base to have such a dedicated fan base on you all the time, plus on the opposite side of that, showing you love all the time, rather than having maybe a few fan bases who show you love sometimes and, you know, who maybe give you some flack, but like Phillies fans are tough and they will let you know about it. And when you do something that they love, they will show you that love. And, I'm, and to this day, I know they show you love. So how does that interaction with one fan base for your entire career uh, impact you? Oh, I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, you definitely understand first before heading to Philadelphia, what you're getting yourself into. I mean, you hear the stories about the fans and this and that, but you know, you have to understand you got to bring a second layer of skin because as you said, when things are going good and you're doing well, they're the most passionate fans, um, all for you, all behind you, but they'll let you know too, when you're not, when you're not doing, uh, when you're not doing what you're doing or living up to that certain expectation or whatnot. So you got to understand that they, that's, that's a part of the game and that's what, what comes along with it. And it's just all about how you respond to it. You know, you can either let it motivate you or you can let it break you. So, I mean, again, you know, playing in Philly was best times um, that I've ever had. And, you know, the, the runs that we had, um, the electricity, the field showing up to the ballpark, 45,000 people night in, night out. I mean, there's just nothing like it. I mean, just even from spring training, we were getting sellouts in spring training where people would come down and come watch us then. So that feeling um, and knowing that your fan base is behind you makes you want to go run through a wall to uh, continue to go out there and just do the best you can and try to win. All right, Ryan, that takes <laughs> us to our rapid fire. Um, oh. And these are quick questions that we're going to throw at you and you give us the first thing that comes to your mind. I'm sure you played rapid fire before. <laughs> All right. Current face of the Phillies, Bryce Harper or the Philly fanatic? Oh man. I would say that's a tie. I would say it's a tie because Bryce rocks some pretty nice fanatic shoes. He does throw a nice fanatic tribute out there and then the fanatic will give it back. 
he'll, he'll rock some Bryce Harper shoes where <laughs> he'll throw Bryce's face on there. So I, I got to say that's, that's got to be a tie. That's fair. What about a favorite Phillies teammate? Oh, see, that's tough. Um, I would probably, I mean, because I was cool with everybody. So I would probably say Jimmy took me in and Shane was my roommate in college, or not in college, in, um, in AAA. Okay. So I was always cool with everybody. But I, I guess I'll say Jimmy, Jimmy took me in when I first came up, kind of showed me the ropes. If you had to play for one other team during your career, which other team would it be? I'm glad that I did. Uh, let's see. That's a tough one. I mean, you could always say, you could always say the Yankees, but I like, I like my goatee. They make you shave that. <laughs> so that's always tough. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy that I played with the Phillies my, my entire time up there. I enjoyed that. What about a team that you'd come out of retirement for today? Oh, the Dodgers would be cheating, but I don't know. Uh, that, that's a really good question. I haven't, I haven't really thought about that. I don't, yeah, nobody really jumps out. I guess I just don't feel like running bases. Yeah. Well, you, you did <laughs> that for a I long spent time. too much time running after my kids. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's a full-time job in itself. I would definitely say the Phillies would be one. I would probably say, I would probably say the Dodgers. I'd probably mm-hmm. say the Dodgers. How about the pitcher that you feared the most back in your playing days? Oh, man. Um, I wouldn't say I really feared anybody because I always wanted to face, face like the best guys or whatnot. Um, I would say right now, a guy that's on the top of his game is, and, and I think continuing to get better, is Jacob DeGrom. Oh, yeah. And, and would he be the pitcher that you want to face the most today, or is there another guy in the game today who you didn't get to face? I mean, Garrett Cole, I mean, the usual suspects. I'd love to face uh, Bueller mm. um, and kind of kind of see what what he's got working up there and see that curveball and it looks very very nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so so to live that experience, I'd love to kind of see what that looks like. That'd be pretty cool. All right, how about the most famous celebrity in your cell phone? Got a couple in there. <sighs> I'll just throw out. Um, I'll just like Vince Carter. Good one. I'll just throw out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Casual. Just, <laughs> Don't worry, we won't make you call him. Yeah. <laughs> Last one, Ryan. Favorite field, favorite ballpark. I had a couple. Uh, loved playing at Turner Field. It was always, always good hitting at Turner Field and always loved playing at Dodger Stadium. Uh, never knew who you were going to see in the stands talking trash to you at Dodger Stadium. So those, those two parks were, were two of my favorites. Ryan, as we always do on our podcast, with an embarrassing story, everybody Uh-oh. does it. Everyone's got one. You got one already? Oh, wait. Actually, you know what? I did like a cheer routine with my daughter. Okay. With the whole, with the whole clap and the whole, like the running thing and everything. So yeah, just like really, really. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well sell it. You got to go all out. Yeah, you got to go all in. Awesome. Dude, we really appreciate your time. Honestly, it, it means a lot and excited to, to put this out and share what you're, you're doing with Scott's and, and with MLB and just giving back to the community. So thank you. Oh, no, thank you again. Thank you. And then again, hey, for all those that are interested in applying, go to www.mlb.com slash Scott's Field to apply and nominate 
a, uh, a field in your community. Brian, thanks so much for hopping on. It was awesome to see you. It's awesome to get to talk baseball with you and excited for 2021. Can't wait for it. And your initiative, oh. we will definitely throw some links out there and direct people to the site to be able to, uh, to check that out. So thank you for that. Perfect. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one, Ryan. Take All right. Care. You too. Bye.